What's going on, everyone? Alex De Silva, I hope you are well and you're having an amazing day, afternoon, evening, wherever you are in the world. Welcome to part four, the final part so far um, of my journey, my call to require a journey, my journey of self-healing, my journey of, you know, the the challenges, the the ups, the downs, and, you know, the, the continuous journey of learning, growing, developing, and recovering 110 percent um you know and and i'm gonna continue to 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 journey this you know on a weekly basis and to keep you up to date with what's going what's going on and i hope that you're enjoying it i hope that you know you're getting something from this you know that can help you um if you need anything if there is anything you want me to share on um, please let me know. Let me know. Drop me a message. Drop me a comment. Um, you know, and I will happily, happily do whatever I can. I'm only speaking about my journey. I'm only sharing my own, you know, sort of personal journey and information. And I hope that you know this really helps you. So, the episode today is, I'm home. I've arrived. This is kind of where I am now. You know, the 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 coming home. You know, the the one thing I've been dreaming home, you know, dreaming of. And I, I got home on the 30th of October, 30th of October and 2023. And today is the 8th of November, 2023. And I said to myself, I'm coming home on the 10th of November, 2023, because it's my son's birthday on the 15th. So I kind of... You know, I I did well, you know, as you've heard the journey, there's been, you know, a lot of ups and downs and challenges and having to really assert myself to get what I need to get the service, the, the, the treatment, the care that I need in order for me to, to not only leave the hospital, but to be the best that I can. And I'm not the kind of person that likes confrontation. Um, but I've become so much more confident in asserting myself and not feeling guilty for it. I think a lot of people feel guilty for asserting themselves and, and being confident in doing that because, and I've had to come to realize that the reason I do that is because I don't have the confidence in myself and that has completely changed. You know, that's something that's always been, I've always been very confident, but in certain areas, especially something like that, when it comes to confrontation, is something that I wasn't massively confident. So I've had to really, really change that. And um, so I came home, came home on the 30th of October, got home in the evening, had some food. Oh, the food. Oh, so looking forward to not having any more hospital food. This is something that blows my mind, considering that we go into hospital for care. And the food that they feed people there is poison. The amount of biscuits that they give people out, the breakfast is full of sugar. It's it, honestly, it's it's horrendous, horrendous. The quality of the food, don't get me wrong, it, it's not complete dog food, but it's not the greatest either. And the stuff that they feed people isn't to, it's not for nutrition. It's just... It's survival food. It's not really food that's going to help you to, to thrive and to become stronger and better. And it's not really helping your health. And 
like I said, I love the staff there. They've been amazing. But you look at 80% of the staff across the whole hospital and they're all fat, overweight or obese. And that that's not an exaggeration. A lot of the people in those wards that are supposed to be caring for sick people are sick themselves. And being fat, overweight and obese, that means you're sick. You're You're addicted to food, you know. And speaking from experience, I've been obese, I've been fat, I've been overweight, and, you know, I've been addicted to food, I've been addicted to alcohol, I've been addicted to drugs, I've been addicted to porn, I've been addicted to sex. So I've been in recovery for a, a, a number of years now, you know, so I know a thing or two about mental health and addiction. And, you know, so that's something that I was so grateful for, just to be out of there, you know, and to be in home eating good food, being with my children and being with my wife, sleeping in my own bed because I haven't slept in my own bed. We invested in this very, very, very expensive mattress that I never slept in. I probably slept in it once and then came into hospital and never slept in it again. Having slept in it for over a week now, 10 days. Oh my God, I've had the best night's sleep. It's amazing, <laughs> amazing. I love the mattress, I love the pillows. It cost us an arm and a leg, but it was a great investment. I invest in myself now. These days, I don't care what it is. If, if I'm investing in me, I'll invest. If I see that there is a return on investment, money is not even a thing, I'll invest. So anyway, so I've been home 10 days. First night, great. Kids sleep well. Second, Tuesday, good go back to doing my exercises, order myself a, a bike, which, you know, uh, it came, the guy bought it into the house again, really wonderful, you know, to kind of help me to get it in. I was very keen to, to get this bike built. I did it myself, managed to do it, put it all together, um, try to jump on a bike. My legs are not stable enough. So I actually can't do the bike because it's not a, uh, a bike you know, which is kind of like on the floor where he actually secures my feet. It's a proper spin bike. So for those on video, that's the bike. It's a spin bike. And I can't use it, which I'm really annoyed about because I wanted to do that half an hour exercise every day. So I've had to change my exercises around because I am moving a lot better now. I'm moving a lot more. So now it's kind of building, building the, the, the muscles, reactivating those areas and continuing to, to build things along. So Tuesday, that's kind of what I did, you know, set my plan out now for being in the house. This is what I'm going to do every day. Set myself a little bit of time where if I want to do a little bit of work, if I want to do a podcast, if I want to do something, or if I just want to sleep, I've got that time there. Um, because the priority for not just me, but for us as a, as a family is that I get well. I recover 110%. That's the goal. And that's what we're that's what we're doing. So I'm now having to get used to being around the house, you know, doing things, you know, and it's a shock because um I can't shower. So I have equipment. So obviously the hospital is by this point sending equipment to my house. Everything starts to then arrive. I think it's Wednesday morning, it then arrives. So Tuesday was cool, you know. The high is there. Oh, yes, I'm home. I'm feeling good. So good would be with the kids, just hugging them and kissing them and playing and just watching the kids' TV that before I'd be like, God, we're going to watch this again. I don't care. 
because I cannot buy my health. I cannot buy another day with them. So for me, being at home, having that time with them is more precious than anything in the world. And I will enjoy this time with my family every single day, every moment that I can, I will enjoy it. And my kids will be home soon and I'm going to enjoy that time with them every single moment that I can because it's so, so precious it's so so precious so you know i'm now home tuesday doing my exercises get through the day i'm now starting to look at physio private physio because the nhs physio which was agreed by the time i left it's an outpatient care but it can take up to 30 weeks so my wait for stoke mandeville as i said before is three months the help that i'm supposed to be getting whilst at home is 30 weeks so almost half the year actually just over half the year so i'm basically going to wait longer to receive the care at home than i am to when i go to to stoke so we decided look let's not wait because i'm we're not we're not a family that we wait around for things we take action and we said okay let's get a plan i was actually thank again the head physio was amazing she gave me a few things and she gave me one place that she and the hospital and you know a few people highly recommended um managed to get through to them i've got a, an assessment next week on tuesday so I'll, I'll share that experience next week and talk to you guys about it so on wednesday i start to now put things in place you know i'm having to look at ways in which i can support myself you know uh in the UK, I've never done this before. So this is all new to me. I've never had to rely on the government for anything. I've never had to rely on anybody for anything. I've always worked for myself or, you know, if I've worked for others, I've always, you know, financially supported. I've always done extremely well. And being in this situation, you know, thankfully in the UK, you know, they support you where you can, especially when you have a dis you know disability. So I'm having a look at some of the support that I can get, you know, just for the for the time that I'm going through this experience and I'm having to fill out a few forms online and I'm having to relate to myself as disabled, someone with a disability. And I'm, I'm having to answer questions around the things I can do around the house, you know, the support that I get, the things. And, and I'm going through this stuff and it's tough because I'm now looking, I'm living at home again, but I'm realizing very quickly that. I'm not as mobile as I used to be. I can't go running around after the kids. I can't start cooking a meal. You know, I can't do a lot of this stuff that I was able to do without even thinking about it. I can't get in a shower or the bath without, you know, the support. So by this time, two chairs arrive, one for the kitchen, one for, for the shower. They tried to give me a commode. I literally looked at it and went, take it home because I can get on and off the toilet, you know, as I am. And, and I was okay with that. I was okay with that. So I was geeked out because I could then, you know, the next day I tried to make myself a, a, a little meal or actually, I think it might even been that evening on a Wednesday, my wife had to do something. And I said to her, leave it with me. Let me cook because it was nice and easy. It was, you know, we, we eat a lot of steaks and a lot of eggs. So I went, let me make us some nice steaks and, and eggs. 
And I did that. I was very proud of myself and it was really yummy. And we sat there and we sat here together as we usually do. We had a really lovely meal. We watched something together and it was nice. It actually felt really good. But I felt sad. I felt sad and I shared it with my wife. I was very vulnerable. And I said to her, wow, it's actually really hit me today that I've got a disability. You know, I've left hospital. I left it even earlier than what I expected. I feel stronger than when I came in there. You know, sure, I'm not walking and leaping around the house and doing cartwheels or, you know, being able to go for a run, but I'm walking, you know, and I said, I will walk out of here stronger than I came in. And I did walk out and mentally I feel stronger. Physically, I'm not quite there yet, but I already feel like I'm 100%, you know, and I keep manifesting that every single day but it was tough for me because the one thing where I struggled was just coming to terms with the, the disability you know and I had to start potentially looking at getting a wheelchair you know because I can't walk around with this frame I can't go outside of the house unless I'm with my wife and, and family I can't go anywhere unless she's around to take me somewhere you know so I'm now housebound Although I can walk up and down the stairs, which, by the way, I told you I did the stairs. We tested the stairs at the hospital. I did two flights. When I got home, I walked up and down the stairs and have been up and down the stairs a number of times now with no issues. I put my little frame on my back. I've even put a bag on my back and walked up and down the stairs and I'm good. Am I running up and down there? Absolutely not. Am I having to use my arms a little bit? Yes, absolutely. I'm keeping myself stable and just being able to do the things that I can within my ability. but you know, look, things are improving, you know, things have been improving all the time, but it's hard. It's been really hard to come to terms and accept that I'm disabled temporarily, although it is temporarily. And now I'm semi because I can walk, but I am still classified as a disabled man. And I had to share that with my wife and, you know, and and, and I got quite upset about it because, you know, I, I look at my body and my body is not my body. It's not the body that I was in, which is now six weeks ago. You know, it's not the body that I was in. It's not the body that could run, you know, a 10K, could do an endurance workout, that could do, you know, whatever, could do a martial arts and MMA workout, you know, that could punch and hit bags and could, I can't do any of those things. I really can't. I can do some squats and some very basic exercises and I can't take the rubbish down. I can't. I've now started to be able to, to empty the dishwasher, um, you know, and, and load the dishwasher. So I'm starting to do little things and I can have a shower. Now I'm able to shower by myself. You know, I tried and tested it. I can now do that. So these are huge leaps. I don't want to kind of paint it as though, you know, this is a really bad thing. But things have changed. Let's be very realistic. Things have massively changed in my life really have. But where I am challenging myself and where I'm not sitting in self-pity is I'm not accepting that just because things have changed, that this is how it's going to be. I'm not accepting that. This is temporary. And as I've seen, as you've seen, if you've listened to the journey so far, I've gone from waking up at the hospital, going through the journey, waking up at the hospital, going through the five weeks, of not being able to walk, being excruciating pain to waking up, not being able to walk to now being able to do these little things. And this is within six weeks, you know, and the journey will continue and I will continue to, to journey this, you know, as, as I go along, because I'm sure, you know, as of next week, 
as I have my assessment with the physio, there will be more and more and more changes. And I will continue to, you know, to, to, to share these things. But where I am today is, is very calm, very peaceful, very confident, um, not projecting, not thinking that I'm going to all of a sudden leap you know, and, and I, I, you know, and set myself a goal that, oh, you know, within three months, I'm going to be running a marathon. Absolutely not. I, you know, what I've learned with this journey is day by day, that's it. And I take stock week by week, even day by day, I take stock. I keep simple. I keep things as they're meant to be. I don't try to run before I can walk. I know that sounds funny, but I've learned that to be patient, to have self-love, self-care, self-respect, to be open, honest, vulnerable. One of the things I will share is the communication between myself and my wife have gone to another level because she's had to handle and still does have to handle a lot of things. And for her, some things are still tough and, and it's an adjustment. It's an adjustment. I'm not where I need to be. I can't do everything that I used to before. So she's still having to carry some things. But, you know, and I'm sure, you know, I'll bring her in the next episode and she can give her side of things, which I'd love to, especially for, you know, the, the women or, or the men who are caring for their partners. I think it's good to have that that side because this isn't this is a very lonely journey. And I will say that when I'm in hospital and when I'm at home on my own, because my wife, as I said, she works, she's having to work full time and um, it's lonely. It's not an easy journey. I'm on my own. But here's the thing. Can you hear my television? No. Can you hear a radio? No, I don't sit. The TV does not go on. The TV goes on when my kids are up. We put their little programs on so they sing and they dance and they count and they do the ABC. As soon as they go to forest school, TV goes off. I might listen to a podcast. If I'm doing my exercises, I might listen to some music. I don't entertain myself with rubbish. Every piece of content, talking about the mind again, every piece of content that I consume is about lifting, lifting my energy, lifting my spirit listening to things that are going to help me, not influencers, not these dumb idiots that are just pumping fear and rubbish and propaganda and stuff that actually brings no value to my life. I am not interested in any of those things. Why? What is my goal from day one? To be stronger than when I came into that hospital. Yes, I'm at home but nothing has changed. The goal is exactly the same. Now it's the next step, 110% recovery. I will be stronger than I have ever been. In mind, I'm already here. My wife will tell you. She will tell you this in the next episode. I'll make sure that we do an episode together and she can tell you herself. Because I'm not the same man that I went into that hospital. I came out completely different. And I will continue to change that. I will not go back to that person that I was before. Not that, you know, I was perfect or not that I am perfect now. It's a journey of progression. That's what these challenges allow you to do. You go two ways. You either progress or you digress. Choice is yours. And like I had the same decision when I came into recovery. The choices for me were simple then. Live or die. That's it. And for me, 
if I'm playing a game or if I'm in a competition, it's the same. You win or you lose. Positive, negative. That's it. There aren't, there is nothing else in between. You can kid yourself as I used to. I used to kid myself into going, no, you know, we're only human. You know, surely we can do this. And when you really stop BSing yourself and you put that bowl of BS down, you realize very quickly that there are only two choices in life. Yes or no, positive or negative, win or lose, success or failure. Failure leads you to success. I have failed time and time and time and time again. Even today, walking, putting my shoes on, I'm not walking how I'm supposed to. I keep catching myself in the mirror because my glutes are not where they need to be. Remember, they've gone from being very strong, the back of my legs very strong, my legs in general very strong, to now being little, literally they went from being blown up balloons to soggy balloons. They've gone and I'm having to rebuild them. It is what it is. I find it funny now because it is hilarious. But, it just is. It is what it is. What am I going to do about it? I'm going to sit here crying? No. I'm going to go through the tough times. I'm going to speak to my wife when I need to. I'm going to share it with her. When she's struggling, I'm going to hug her. I'm going to kiss her. I'm going to tell her I love her. I'm going to tell her I'm proud of her. I'm going to say to her, what can I do in my current capability? And a lot of the times is, can I just go and get a little rest? Yes. I'll chuck something on for the kids. We'll sit here. The other day, my son wasn't too well. So he came home from, from little school, from forest school. And I sat with him. We had a pizza. My daughter came home. She had a little pizza with us. And we watched our little programs and we laughed and we cuddled and we kissed. And, and, and then, you know, my wife came home and we're good. It's not about perfection. It's about the ability to flex. It's about the ability to, to work together Yes, this is a lonely journey, but where I can, I'm going to get the support. And it's the same with my wife. She's going to ask for the support. She knows that this is an open floor. We both need the space to speak openly and honestly and vulnerably. Because if it don't, everything fails. We've got two little children that we need to love unconditionally, that we need to look after. And that in itself, when we're both 100%, is hard work. Anyone who's a parent understands that. Bring your children up to be beautiful children, to, you know, to, to educate them in the right way, you know, to teach them to be loving, to be kind, you know, takes hard work. And then you've got to teach them to learn please and thank yous and for them to behave, you know. It's every single day. And me being in this situation, nothing changes. I'm still dad, still got to be daddy, still got to give cuddles. I'm in a position now where I can wake up with the children. So when my wife needs, you know, an extra couple of hours in bed, I'm up. Let's go. I'll sit with the kids. We'll put the TV on. We sing Itsy Bitsy Spider or whatever song it is that the kids want to hear. And we go. I'll make breakfast now. I can make some toast. I'm now being able to do the kids' lunches for school. Step up. That's it. But I know my limits. I know the things that I can and cannot do. But I am every single day looking for the successes. I'm every single day just looking at the areas where I can improve. What can I do? How can I be of service? But also, where am I looking after myself? I'm home now. I'm with the children. 
You know, I'm with my wife, but we all understand the boundary is very clear. I'm in recovery. I'm in recovery right now. I'm going through the journey of becoming the best that I can be. So this is a patient journey. This is a day-to-day journey. And this is where having those conversations, being patient, being kind, being loving is very important. It's not easy when, you know, you've got everything else happening around you and you've got everything else that you've got to do. But you've got to fit that stuff in. And also always remember, Everything that you do and you take action on from what you're thinking to what you're actioning is down to you. And a lot of people go, well, it's easier said than done. Well, who's doing the thinking for you if you're not doing it? Are you a robot? Have you plugged into AI? Are you now part of AI? Are you an NPC? Have you lost full control of humanity and who you are as as a man and a woman? If that's a no, and I'm being honest, if you haven't plugged in and you're not part of a computer and you're not being run by AI and you are still a human being, a man and a woman, then you are in control. Control what you can, what you cannot control, accept. Take that time. Yes, it's hard. Yes, it's not easy. And we're not going to get it perfect every time. So please, by any means, do not think that my life is perfect. And you should get that by now with everything that I've been going through. And I've been open and I've been honest and I've been vulnerable. Because it is tough. But I, I make the decision of how I'm going to react. The next move is my move. If I sit here and wait for somebody else to take control of the situation, then I'm out of control. And this is where fear, anger, resentment, stress, depression, addiction, suicide, this is where these things kick in. Talking from personal and professional experience. So take that control. Really look after yourself. Really love who you are. Take time. Be kind. It's not a perfect journey. If you can show me a manual for life, let me know because I don't have one. And all I'm sharing is my experience. Keep shining. Keep going. Just take it easy one day at a time. One thing I will say, and I'll repeat it again, where you can take control. Where you can take control. Where you can meditate. Where you can breathe. Where you can don't react. Plan. If you can plan things in the moments for the day, you will see that things become a lot easier. Thank you so much so far for listening to this. I hope that you're enjoying this and I hope that it's giving you something, something that you can take away and you can use it positively. I hope that you can share this. That's the only thing I ask. And I have asked, you know, in every episode, share this with someone if they're in hospital, if they're going through something, if they're post-op, if they're at home. Share this because you're never alone. You know, you're never alone. It's, it, 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 sometimes when you're going through this lonely journey, you can feel very alone. But know and understand that you're not. And wherever I can help, if I can share anything, which I'll get to in the next episodes about my day-to-day routine, I'll go through that. I'm going to go through it in detail so you understand what my routine is. And hopefully that might give you some help and some hope, you know, in things that you can apply into your life on a daily basis. 
Have an amazing day, afternoon, evening, wherever you are in the world. And as always, be great, be fantastic and be absolutely phenomenal today. See you soon. Take care.